Hey church, it's Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together today. When Jesus had finished saying these things, he looked upward to heaven and said, Father, the time has come. Glorify your son so that your son may glorify you, just as you have given him authority over all humanity so that he may give eternal life to everyone you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you sent. I glorified you on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me at your side with the glory I had with you before the world was created. John 17, 1 through 5. My first date with Johanna was magical. We'd been friends for about a year, but I wouldn't say that we knew each other well. On that first date, she looked amazing. She got in the car and I took her to Panera Bread because I had a gift card there. This particular Panera Bread was set up perfectly for us. The lights were low, the food was delicious, and there weren't many people there. We could talk freely without worrying about being overheard. And that's what we did. We talked and talked and talked. We talked until the place closed, which was a huge deal for me. Up to that point, girls always made me so nervous that I couldn't really talk well. I always made a fool of myself. But Johanna was different. Somehow she put me at ease. I felt like I could be myself. I felt like I could be open and honest with her and she liked me for who I was. And we had so much in common. We both grew up in homeschooled families. We both loved God and wanted to make him the most important thing in our lives. We had similar political opinions, religious views, and she liked my jokes. I walked away from that date on cloud 157. (laughs) It's a much better cloud than cloud nine. She was perfect. She's amazing. This is awesome. She Finally, I found somebody that fits me. So we dated, and then we got married, and then we discovered we weren't so similar after all. I love routine and structure. She loves spontaneity and new. We process conflict in vastly different ways. I'm loud and opinionated. She prefers to listen and think. I get energy from being around people. She gets energy from silence and from being home and restoring order to her nest. My family loves devices and technology. Her family can make anything out of oil field pipe. She loves to garden. I don't. She likes country music. I like fairly aggressive rock and roll music. The list goes on and on and on. For several years after we got married, we argued a lot. And that was necessary because we were getting to know each other. When we walked away from our first date, I did not know Johanna. I thought I did. I'd learned a lot of information about her, but I didn't know her. But after being married for almost 15 years, I think I know her quite a bit better. But I also know that there's still so much to learn. I look at couples that have been married for 40, 50, 60 years, and it's a thing of beauty. Watching them work is like watching an Olympic synchronized swimming team. They anticipate each other's moves. They know each other's thoughts without speaking. One of the things that stuck out to me as I studied John 17 was Jesus' intense desire for us to know God. In fact, that's the phrase Jesus used to define eternal life. He said, now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you sent. When I hear the phrase eternal life, I think of heaven, which is very similar to cloud 157. There's a lot of light, music, and people. God is there and we live forever. But when Jesus talked about eternal life, he was talking about the knowledge of God. 
Don't misunderstand me. I, I believe there's a real heaven, and I believe that life will go on there forever. I'm looking forward to that. But God is the source of all that life. We could live forever, but without knowing God, we're not really alive. Jesus continues in John 17 discussing the fact that his main mission was to reveal God to us. His purpose was to speak God's words, to reveal truth, and to open a way for us to be in the Father. This sounds like a deep, intimate knowledge. It's a knowledge that defies words to explain. Do we have this knowledge of God in our lives? Do we truly know God, or do we just know a lot of information about him? Have we wrapped our entire lives around pursuit of understanding him, or is he a hobby, a side quest, as we chase our own agendas and ideas? As we get closer to Good Friday and Easter, it's important to remember that this is what it was all about. Jesus performed his extraordinary acts to open the door for us to truly know God, and that's where real life is. Let's pray together. Dear God, Open my eyes so that I can truly know you. Jesus came and spoke his words so that I can understand you and know you. I long for a deeper knowledge. I want to be in you. I pray that the thoughts that I think would no longer be my own, but that they would be yours. Holy Spirit, open my soul to this kind of eternal life. A couple things for you to think about. When you think of God, what image comes to mind? And what does that say about your knowledge of God? Would you say that you know God, like really know him? And lastly, what is your source of life? Who or what do you turn to to make your life worth living? Thanks for joining me today. Let's pray together again soon.